Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont, and I've been seeing things differently in the wealth field for, well, just about 15 years now. And today we're joined by guest Jeff Polvino. Jeff, how are you today? I'm great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, we love having you, Jeff. I'm glad you're here. And Wealthetic Rebels, today we're going to talk about an important topic for, I think, all entrepreneurs, and that has to do with marketing, you know, a marketing plan and marketing strategy in digital media and how that ties together. Now, Jeff's been an um, entrepreneur for over 15 years, and he's co-founder and CEO of Boost Media Group, uh, which is a full-service digital marketing agency. But Jeff, I think you know your background a little more than I do, so why don't you tell our listeners today a little bit about you know where you came from and what inspired you to get to where you are today? Sure thing. Thank you. I finished up high school and went to college in the Bay Area right around the dot-com boom, so my right. goal in life that time was to get hired on a with a company that had stock options, and I had planned it out how I was going to get these stock options and become a millionaire. Right. You know, with a company like Cisco or Exo Communications, all the ones that were really booming at the time. And long story short, I ended up getting hired on at a VC funded company. I had hundreds of thousands of shares of stock options and wow. they never really amounted to anything. I never, right. you know, the company never went public, but I sure learned a hell of a lot. And it was that, you know, tenure there, that venture that gave me the entrepreneurial taste because uh-huh. we were really truly, you know, building a business from scratch. And from there, I did take a few jobs here and there, but it was really hard for me not to constantly look at things that where I wanted to reinvent myself. And so I ended up working for a real estate hedge fund, buying property portfolios. And then I got into real estate on my own and we did yeah. investments. And so that was my first entrepreneurial venture. Mm. And believe it or not, we were doing very well. And then the market collapsed, like everybody mm. is aware. Right, right? And one of the things that we were doing in-house was our own marketing. Right, And so we were sitting there, the market fell out from underneath us. And we're like, what are we going to do? Mm. And we had this group of people that was, you know, were in-house that were website designers and marketers. And we just decided to pivot and spin out and start a marketing company with huh. that. And, you know, that's how we got started as uh, Boost Media Group. It'll be 10 years ago next year. Wow. Excellent. Well, that's a great way to take advantage of, well, a, a big downturn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, we weren't looking at it as taking advantage as much as, you know, save our butts. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it worked out well. But that can be a pretty big motivation for most people. <laughs> so now, Jeff, I know that, you know, we were talking about earlier, about 20% of the business out there, you know, there's a lot of people starting new businesses. A common thing, probably some entrepreneurs listening to our podcast now or a future entrepreneur listening to our podcast now. But the facts are that about 20% of them fail in the first year, right? Then you have about 50% of those that's, that fail, those small businesses fail in the first five years. Correct. Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's amazing that we've seen this real big spike in the awareness and how you know, being an entrepreneur is being embraced by you know, the United States, the world, and, and it's a growing trend, right? Yep. And so we see more and more small businesses than ever. But, you know, the stats are pretty stacked against that, you know, small business owner or that yeah. nuance for the work. Right. 
and you know, I think in America we've got something like 28 million small businesses and 22 million or ish are single solo entrepreneurs. So they're running the business all on their own. They're wearing yep. all the different hats. And so there's this, you know, huge learning curve and stress to be successful. And I think that's where a lot of new small business owners run into pitfalls and, you know, can occur debt or go bankrupt and, you know, not succeed in their business. Right, right. Wouldn't you say that maybe, you know, marketing has changed drastically? It used to be once upon a time, you wanted to start a business, you got a storefront on Main Street, put an ad in newspaper, right? Probably that sort of thing. Listed in the yellow pages. (laughs) Yellow pages. You've got a phone and you've got your old school Rolodex and you were off to the races. Right, right. There wasn't much more to it. But man, today it's crazy. There's so much to know, learn, absorb, and execute on. And it literally changes daily. So it's, you know, as an agency owner, it's a struggle for me to keep up on my own expertise, my own area, you know, field of study, much less a business owner who's trying to do everything. It's nearly impossible. Absolutely. Well, you know, like you and I were talking about earlier, I, I would say that marketing plays a major role in pretty much any entrepreneur's business. But you were saying earlier that most of the businesses out there don't have a solid marketing plan in writing and a good correlation between what they do with the digital media and that plan and what they want in their business. Yeah, it's so true. I was reading a study by Search Engine Journal earlier, and they were quoting it as over 50% of small business owners do not have a marketing plan. Wow. But I think that number's yeah, a little skewed because those are people like an, you know, in search engine marketing, you know, that are interested. Right. It's almost 10 out of 10 that I meet. And my question to them is, do you have a marketing plan in writing? Right. Because right. a lot of people have something in their head that they've thought about. And it's an idea. an idea. Yeah. A marketing idea. Right. <laughs> Different. It's so different when you put it in writing mm. and you committed to it and you then vetted it out by putting your plan in writing and making sure that it makes financial sense for your business. True. Like I said, I think it's you know almost 10 out of 10 that, of the businesses that I talk to that don't have any type of marketing plan in writing. Wow. That's a lot. But, you know, a lot of those entrepreneurs, like you said, they're trying to wear many hats. They're probably not marketers per se. They probably, maybe they're dabbling in it, trying to kind of figure it out, but... You know, unless you're in there every day, you're saying things are changing daily. So unless you're in there, that's your focus, seeing what's changing, what's going, what's working, what's not. It's got to be challenging. Oh, it's very challenging. And with the learning curve and staying on top of everything, you have to constantly be studying and, and reading. What I find is that most business owners at some point have tried some sort of digital marketing, whether True. it be on their own or with a another agency or a freelancer or whatever it may be and had a less than desirable experience. And, you know, we're trying to change that by the way we do things by introducing the idea that, Hey, before we go to work on anything having to do with marketing, let's sit down and work on your marketing plan, which will include your digital marketing strategy. Right. Right. Include. It's not, that is the strategy. Right. right. And we need to understand in order for any marketing company to execute properly on a marketing plan with a digital marketing strategy, we have to understand a lot about the business of what, you know, what's a financial win for the business. Right. right? You know, what is acquiring a customer 
at $10, $20, $30, is that a win? Understanding their average customer acquisition cost, understanding right. their average lifetime customer value and how to drive results that lower those things and allow the company to grow and scale while we add to their profit on the bottom line. Yeah. And that's where we feel that we're very, very different than most other marketing agencies because they're, you know, they'll spend whether it's 10 minutes or two hours talking to the client and then they're going to propose this package of services that has no correlation mm. or tie into what the company's financial goals are. Right. And we're wondering why it doesn't work most of the time. And, you know, admittedly, we did it th- that way too for the first, uh, you know, five, six years we were in business until we figured out a smarter way to do it and figured out that it wasn't making sense to try to prescribe a level of service when we don't even know how healthy the business is and what's going to truly impact the bottom line. True. So equate it to like, you know, going to the doctor when you have money and you go to the doctor, would you want him to perform a whole litany of tests and prescribe a regiment or treatment that's specific to your body and your condition? Or do you want to talk to an advice nurse and spend 10 minutes and get her you know, uh, prescription. And that's kind of like the difference in my mind and how we approach marketing versus others. Right, right. You know, it's a good way to look at it because that 10 minutes with that nurse, it's like people that self-diagnose by going on WebMD. It's a big thing these days. Doctors are fighting that all the time. And my sister and brother-in-law are doctors and they tell me about this. <laughs> that, you know, people are constantly coming in and they know what their problem is when they walk in the door. Because they looked it up on WebMD and they're completely wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And they're like, I need this. I want this prescription. Yep. I want this treatment. And yep. here's, this needs you to do that, doc. And the doc's like, whoa, 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 back up a second. Exactly, exactly. First, let's figure out what's wrong with you, what's going on with your body specifically. So, and that's how you approach business, correct? Only not the body, the business itself. <laughs> business itself, but trying to make sure that we understand how to ensure the business is healthy. Right. You know, I, it reminds me, I just talked to a customer about, you know, three, four weeks ago, we're in the middle of their strategy workshop. And when I spoke with them, they were just adamant, very much like the scenario you spoke about, you know, a patient coming into the doctor's self-diagnosed. And he was just adamant if I could just come up with the right social media advertising campaign that he knows his business will blow up. Right. 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 And once we started unpacking everything, and we asked some questions, we found out that this gentleman had spent about $25,000, $30,000 on marketing over the last two years, mm-hmm. had been you know, throwing money at different marketing agencies and different ad campaigns and different strategies, and none of it was producing an ROI. And hmm. it really, you know, I do a lot of work in the fitness space, so I equated it to a fad diet. Hmm. Like, right, it's right. kind of like you're jumping from fad diet to fad diet. And you're wondering why Atkins didn't work and South Beach didn't work. But the reality is, is you never committed to a lifestyle change in your business. And you don't have the plan on paper. And the plan hasn't been vetted to make sense and that it's going to contribute to increasing your profit margins. So everything you're executing isn't going to really work that well. You might get lucky and find things that work here and there. But then that person walks away saying, oh, Facebook ads don't work or email doesn't work, just like South Beach doesn't work or Keto. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and the reality is, none of those are going to be quick fixes, whether you're talking about the diet or the marketing fix. 
you've got to really look at it as a lifestyle change for the business and working with someone who's committed to helping you succeed over the next two years, not just two months. Makes sense. Yeah. I like the analogy. It, it is a lifestyle or work style change that has to occur and it has to stay that way. It has to be a complete change that you have to maintain. And then Correct. once you do that, the changes will take effect and stay. Absolutely. You know, it's that understanding that it's a little bit every day of the marketing and the strategies of doing a lot of little things every day that build up to the momentum, success, and ROI that a business owner is truly mm-hmm. working for. Right. So, all right. In your experience, it must be a few things you've come across that the entrepreneur can start looking at to try to start analyzing their business to come up with, I'm not a marketer myself, so I can't say, but there must be something that they can look at. They can write some things down that can help start them to put together a plan. Absolutely. So one of the things we start with is writing down you know, your objectives, goals, vision, and purpose. Right. So you know, purpose is how you're servicing your customers today. And vision is where you see yourself going and what type of market share or what type of customer service that you're going to provide. Right. You know, those are things that are traditionally kind of part of your business plan, but loosely are going to also be very important to your marketing plan. So it's important that you understand you know, how you're different than your competition and those things. Mm. And then we recommend that the business owner, you know, really understand their product and services. Right. Understanding what their costs are to deliver on those products and services. It's amazing to me how many people that I meet that have products or services that they don't understand what their profit margins are across their different various you know products or services. And even if hmm. they just had to estimate it, it doesn't have to be down to the penny or even the dollar, but you've got to have a close estimate understanding in hmm. order to engineer some type of you know marketing budget and yeah. financial plan to go market makes if, sense if you don't, yeah so then we go into competitive analysis there's so many tools out there and many of which are free to start at least you could whether it's a free trial or free for like an entry level person with marketing there shouldn't be a lot of guesswork because you can always find the scientific data based on looking at your competitors meaning hmm. If I'm trying to generate website traffic, then I want to go look at a competitor who is generating website traffic and run right. an analysis on you know that competitor's website. And those tools will tell me whether they're getting it from paid advertising, whether they're getting it from social media, what words they're ranking for in SEO, what mm. ads they're running in pay per click. So, you know, looking at the competitive landscape and where are the industry leaders in those different areas from right. search, aid, to social, and so on. What would be a couple of those tools that our listeners could use to do a little bit of that analysis? We use SEMrush for mm-hmm. just about all of that analysis. There's a few others that we use that complement it, like SpyFu and a few others, but SEMrush. It used to be just for, you know, SEO and SEM marketing, search engine marketing. But they expanded their competencies and their suite of tools quite a bit over the years. And it's almost, I would say it's probably one of the best full service all around tools that can help you with all of that. Hmm. Cool. Excellent. So let's assume our entrepreneurs now followed your advice. They've (laughs) kind of got a little idea of what's going on. What do they do next? 
Well, if once they do that competitive analysis, the next step is they need to understand their target audience or their buyer personas. A lot of people will also call them avatars. Right, right. You know, we talked about starting a business years ago and how we would list in the yellow pages and maybe, you know, run an ad in the newspaper. It used to be that we kind of thought of ourselves having this ideal, perfect customer, right? Right. And it's just being this like ideal one, like style, perfect customer, this one persona. But really in today's day and age, what we find is that we can identify and we should identify upwards of five to 10 different buyer personas Mm. for that customer because they're very, very different and we're able to message them differently via social media. And I'll give you a, bear with me, I'll give you some examples. Sure. For instance, we recently did a marketing strategy for a massage therapist who has a studio with, you know, a bunch of massage therapists there. Right, Right. And, you know, so you've got one of the buyer personas is going to be somebody who got injured in a car accident. Mm. right? Mm. And another buyer persona is going to be somebody who's into sports and fitness, and maybe they injured themselves or just want that therapeutic health and wellness massage. Yep. Another buyer persona is going to be maybe you know someone in their late 20s or early 30s who's a pregnant for the first time, and they're going through you know pains in their body dealing with this pregnancy. And another buyer persona would be maybe someone who's going through a chemotherapy and cancer treatment. Those four examples The reason why it's so important to identify them is if you're going to go create content Mm -hmm. for blogging or social media and then advertise, you need to make sure the content is speaking to each of those four different audiences. Right, right. You've got to talk about what's important to those four audiences. And all four of those audiences have different pain points and different areas of interest why they would potentially use your service. Mm -hmm. And today, so many people are trying to play catch up and just know that they should be doing some level of content marketing. And they're just trying to put out this blanket content, but it's not specific enough to any one of to their buyer personas. Yeah. And so that's one of the other areas that we really focus heavily on in the digital marketing strategy right. workshop. So how is that? Because what I hear a lot of is if you want to have successful marketing... You know, unless you're a Microsoft trying to advertise to everyone or an Apple, but basically you need to niche down, niche down as much as possible. But what you're saying is you're supposed to have four or five different buying personas. Do those fit all in one niche or are those different niches? Yeah, they all can fit under one niche. The importance level is that the content that you put out speaks to that specific buyer persona. You're Mm -hmm. like, for example, If I've got what I would call pillar content, which is your longer form content, maybe it's an ebook or a longer blog article that talks about all of the benefits of massage therapy, that's going to be the umbrella content that covers my entire audience, all of those different segments, right? Right. Then I want to niche down for some smaller micro content. Maybe it's a smaller blog article that's only 250 words or a social media post that's geared towards each one of those buyer personas. Mm-hmm. And that all links back up to my pillar content, is which covers my entire audience, right? Mm-hmm. It engages them based on where they're at, but brings them up to the overarching strategy. Okay. So it's still niche, but then it's it's like talking to individual people kind of. Right. You know, if I was if I'm talking to the example of a massage therapist. And I'm talking about marketing for an auto dealership. 
then I'm not understanding who I'm in front of. If I'm, right, you know, right, if I'm right, on the right. phone with them one-on-one or belly to belly in a right. in-person meeting, like, of course, I'm going to tailor my conversation to that person. And right. we need to do that in the micro content of what we do in social media and the smaller content. And we need to almost like a ladder, ladder up to the overarching content or the pillar content, which is your longer content, that, mm-hmm. you know, benefits of your entire business, right? Makes sense. So we've got to make it applicable to that persona in at the micro content level, which is where most people are focusing on social media. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, good idea. So once people get this far, they've got to this point, is there more strategies or something they can do to start helping that? Because digital media is important. I mean, I think personally, I feel like almost any business that wants to be successful today has to have digital media to some extent. You know, yeah, you know, it's interesting because most business owners don't have a defined marketing budget because they don't mm-hmm. have a defined marketing plan. Right, right. right. And so part of that workshop that we take people through is not trying to extract the most out of them. It's trying to define a healthy marketing budget, whether they spend it with us or not, just so they would be able to understand how to devote a certain percentage of the revenue to marketing efforts. Right. And, you know, there's some interesting statistics like 81% of businesses who invested between five to 10% of annual revenue said they experienced continual revenue growth based on those marketing expenditures. Mm-hmm. Less than 50% who invested less than 5% of their revenue had any growth. Meaning, hmm. you know, there's a large population of business owners that really don't spend money on marketing. They don't have a budget for it. They don't right. know how to get started on it. Right. And if they do spend it, they make a mistake and then they feel like they got burned and they pull back. Right, right. right. And so part of going through and developing a marketing plan and strategy is defining what is a healthy budget that you could afford to spend on a regular basis and then understanding where you can spend money on advertising that should yield more immediate ROI. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to spend money on Google pay-per-click, you should be looking for a business who's searching to hire a business like yours and you should get an immediate ROI on that versus... You're going to spend money on blogging and social media. That's more of a branding effort. And it's going to take a while to get a response there. Right. And so, you know, it's understanding the difference between advertising and brand and taking a percentage of your revenue and devoting it towards advertising if you need immediate results. So you're getting your revenues up, right? Which should increase your marketing budget then and having a smaller amount, you know, devoted to branding. So that as your budget increases, you can devote more to branding, which over time allows you to spend less on ads. Mm. And, you know, a lot of business owners, you know, they're not exposed to that level of training in their business or education in their business. And that's where, you know, working with us on a strategy, we can help them to find that. And and even if they, you know, some people walk away from doing the strategy workshop and then they go execute on their own, which is completely fine. Right. But it's important that they understand and set aside a marketing budget, just like any other expense, whether it would be a rent on a building or insurance. It's just as important. Yeah. yeah. If people don't know about your business. Your doors are going to close pretty quick. Yes. <laughs> so I like that. And I like what you said there about that tactic of maybe starting with the advertisement that gets you some quick ROI and understanding the difference on what the branding is 
and then maybe slowly reversing the amount of investment that you have from more on the advertisement to more on the branding over time. That's a good strategy. That's kind of a wealth tactic rebel type of strategy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, we got to get the business healthy and keep it healthy for long-term sustainable growth. So, Excellent. Yep. So how can our listeners now, let's say they've come this far, how can they work on their digital marketing? How can they make that digital marketing or help that digital marketing to fit in better with the plan they've now worked up? You know, now that they have it in writing and they have something they can execute on, I think one of the key things is to make sure you're revisiting it on a quarterly basis. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked about how when we were in real estate that we had to pivot into marketing. And I think a lot of times when you're a entrepreneur or a small business owner, you're pivoting all the time. You're pivoting just to stay alive and to stay sure. afloat. And right. what you don't want to do is find out that you took the time to write out this marketing plan and strategy and that, you know, find out a year later that you pivoted three times and you've been marketing, but it doesn't even correlate to what your now your services are or your value proposition is. And so what I like to tell business owners is that once a quarter, they should be reviewing the, the goals they set up and the plan and making adjustments and making sure it's in line with what they're trying to accomplish. Okay. Right. The other thing that I recommend is with business owners is your best resource for information is to ask your customers or prospective customers. So, you know, if it's a prospective customer that didn't sign up, call them up and ask them like, hey, what could I have done better? Mm -hmm. Was it, were you turned off by something in my marketing? Were you not impressed with something that we did in the sales process? Like, mm -hmm. what would it have taken for me to earn your business? And if you're sincere and call up without this like agenda, like, hey, I'm going to call this guy and close him. Right. 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 Like if you call them up sincerely and say, hey, look, you know, I understand that you guys decided not to move forward. No hard feelings. I would like to learn from this. And if you don't mind giving me some honest feedback, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you're willing to do that, I'd love to send you a thank you card with a Starbucks gift card, you know, or something for your time. Good idea. And, you know, you might just turn it into a customer. But I always caution my clients is don't have it that be your goal. Have your right, goal right. to walk away with honest feedback. because. You'll learn more in that call than ever you're second guessing about yourself right. in your business. Right. And then hopefully apply that, <laughs> what you learned there. Yeah. You know, we really advocate taking surveys all the time. We try to do with our clients, we try to advocate customer surveys on a quarterly basis, yeah, yeah. you know, sales surveys as needed if we're not seeing the results within the sales process, the marketing process. You know, we try to interview the people who have seen the marketing or have made it to sales and didn't purchase and just, you know, find out where we can improve. Mm -hmm. And then constantly keeping your eye on the competitors. With SEM Rush, the program that I mentioned earlier, you can set up dashboards to watch your competitors and see what they're doing. And you'll see a competitor like, you know, to use the example of the massage therapy location and office. Like we saw one of their competitors have a huge spike of 10,000 website visitors in you know a month. And we were able to go in and see then that showed up on our radar. And we said, okay, what's this competitor doing? Right, right. And now, you know, that didn't happen in a vacuum for us. We was like, okay, we now we can see what they were doing and how they got that traffic. And we could try to reverse engineer and try to implement something similar. Right. So, you know, I think constantly looking at the competition you know, month in and month out is very important. Sure. 
True. I can understand that. It's, um, you know, <laughs> a guy uh, that we work with that, um, for one of the companies that we use, and he says, I never had a good idea in my life. I just borrowed it from someone. <laughs> it's so true. You know, I don't remember which ones I've had and which ones I've borrowed, you know. <laughs> it it kind of goes to the fact, how often have you ever had an idea where you, whether you're, it's in the shower or over dinner, you think, oh, my God, I got this great idea for a new company or new invention, right? And you're right. Like, you're so convinced it's the first time anybody thought of it. And you go to Google and you Google it and it's already there. <laughs> right, right. You know, so whether you weren't the first to think of it or whether, you know, you did found it through research, the, the idea is taking whatever ideas you have and constantly improving them. Whether right. it's someone else has it, whether it was someone else's first, there's always room for improvement. Absolutely. You know, but the roadmap is there. Like what you're saying is you're doing the research, you're finding these other companies, what they've done, what's worked. You've already got a roadmap. Now all you have to do is copy that, modify it to fit your specific company's marketing plan and goals and implement it. Absolutely. That was perfectly said. Excellent. So now before we uh, close for the day, unless there's another step here that I'm missing, (laughs) I've got Wealthtentic Rebel twist for you here. And that is, uh, we're going to ask you for a value bomb of something that in your experience, our Wealthtentic Rebel listeners can look to avoid doing and something they can do about it. Okay. You know, you hear this all the time, but it happens quite a bit in marketing is you hear the analogy, don't throw good money after bad. Right. Right. So, you know, if something's not working, then I would pull back and analyze, you know, marketing revenue and budget, whether it's advertising or for branding is very important. What you don't want to do is stop. You want to pull back and analyze. So, you know, the analogy, don't go throwing good money after bad, you know, that fares true. But what you don't want to do is give up on something based on your bad experience. Like, for example, you know, let's say you decided to run Facebook ads for the first time and you said, okay, I'm going to commit $1,000 a month and you're two months in and you just blew $2,000. You got nothing to show for it. What you don't want to do is pull back and stop Facebook ads completely. But maybe you want to pull back and say, okay, well, instead of spending two thousand, I'm going to spend two hundred, and I'm going to break that up over four different ad sets and do fifty dollars a month on each of these ad sets and start to improve from there. Right, right. Because right. it's true that Facebook ads work well in marketing. It's just you haven't found out how to make it work well for your business. So right. I would have right. said I would have pulled back week one or two on those ad spends when I saw it was going horribly instead of waiting the two months, make those corrections quickly. Make sure you don't give up in any area that you just reduce your spends until you see better results. Yeah. Good tip. So anything else you'd like to say to our Wealth at Rebels before we leave today? Well, I'd like to say don't go it alone. Sure. You can reach out to me on my personal website, which is jeff.marketing. No.com, just jeff.marketing. And I give anybody a free half-hour session to discuss where they are at with their marketing plan or strategy, give them free advice. People can email me, call me. I really make myself available out there to you know entrepreneurs and business owners. So mm-hmm. whether they have a budget or not, they should feel free to take me up on that opportunity. Sounds good. And of course, Jeff, we're going to put your website and your contact information on the show page for today. So uh, Wealth Tactic Rebels, you can go to wealthtacticrebels.com. And find today's show with uh, Jeff Polvino talking about digital marketing for you entrepreneurs. 
and a marketing plan, I should say, for you entrepreneurs. And while you're there, if you want to head over to our Facebook page, I'd really appreciate it if you would go there and give us a little feedback about what you think about today's episode. And Jeff, thank you so much for joining us in our Rebels today. Yes, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. Appreciate you sharing your knowledge and Wealth Tactic Rebels. Thank you for joining us today and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.